ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. Bad assery. Welcome to Society 13. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. I gotta say though, uh, went to shave today, and you ever like? Does your woman ever use your razor like your best razor? And it's like the worst thing that could ever happen the next time on your face. <laughs> no, but what does happen because I live with two girls in the house? Usually my razors go missing. The, oh, bra- the brand new razors. Even missing, yes, yeah. missing is is worse because uh, early in the morning, <laughs> it needs to be in the same place. Oh, oh hey. Welcome back, folks. This is Dave. I'm here with Sean. Hello, everybody. It's been a while, and uh, we like to BS, and uh, we, you know, and we're not BSing. We're researching. Got a lot going on, and it's been a while. I was out of it. Don't blame Sean. I was uh, sick. It was something that just wasn't going away. <laughs> something hereditary. Don't worry, Sean. You can't catch this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, ICU for a while, and then the hospital, and lots of drugs, and lots. I saw lots of visions, um, things over there, things that were not there, documented. <laughs> There's nursing staff and orderlies that want nothing to do with me ever again. But you're back. I am back, and Kettle Whistle Radio is back. Thanks for sticking around or coming back, folks. Uh, what you heard before that and the mumbling and grumbling was a little bit of Power Man 5000. You'll get more of that later. And an upcoming show, Ty Oliver, the lead guitarist, will be with us. Um, and we're going to talk their new album, New Wave. 
Uh, we have a lot to cover, so we're not sure how much we're going to get today, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's, uh, let's see here. We, we actually, let's see, the, our second show together, that, that was a band called Buildings, I recall. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're going to listen to something from them, but um, I got to say, too, as we speak now and then again tomorrow, which is a Saturday, late June here, uh, Jay, who was a guest, Jay Cush, um, a.k.a. Jay Hall, he was on, was that your second episode with me or first? You know, I th- I think that might have been maybe the third episode. Okay, well, R&B, rap artist. Um, we let him take over the episode. Yeah, because we did, we did the Screw interview, then we did Dava's interview. Yep, Screw. Third interview, yeah. I was going to bring up Screw. So Screw was the first one then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, amazing. Adam Grossman, go back a couple episodes, folks. This one we're talking right now, we're, we're on 186. you got to go back to 184, 183-ish because uh, Diedrich Valhalla took over the studio last time with Johnny Daggers. Long story. <laughs> Uh, but yes, so as we speak, he goes by Jay Hall now, I had to be sure, mm. um, and he is recording his album, The Lazarus Experiment, and uh, we're going to hear a song from there called The Invitation, which is uh, very strong tune, very strong tune. Um, but first, why don't we, let's, let's talk about building, since we were both there for that. That was Heather Taddy's last uh, show with the Glowworms. As I sit here, there's a cassette. There's always some remnants of her in this place. Her, her last show and my first show seeing them. That's weird, right? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, transition there. And uh, buildings opened up for the Glowworms. We were at where? What was the venue? It was the Rock Room in. Um, where were we? Uh, was, Polish yeah. Polish Hill. Polish Hill, yeah. Jaeger yeah. was cheap there. So it was a well, well great night for me. <laughs> Um, and we met these guys. I met Mike, the bass player of Buildings. Uh, I was in touch with them. We were texting each other for a long time. Then they went overseas. And God bless mm-hmm. them for doing that. Did you stay in touch with them at all? No, no. I actually I didn't. I didn't get their contact. One of my friends that's uh, in another band called Brown Angel. Um, he, I think he was like instrumental in, in getting those guys to come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm I'm actually throwing hand signs up at Sean. It's not his fault right now. You know, that usually means get closer to the mic. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, we're all rusty here. We're lucky that things work. Had to dust off the studio. But, um, yeah, but you, that, that show, I don't know if that show had anything to do with you picking up your bass again. You know, it did because, um, you know, the band buildings was very heavy on the bass. It very. reminded me a lot of yeah. some of my other favorite bands, like um, Godflesh, for instance, and uh, get into that. especially oh. the Jesus Lizard. I don't know. Did you ever listen to the Jesus Lizard? Absolutely, and they've been compared to that. And when we say buildings, it is just that. It's not the buildings. It's like the structure, buildings. Yeah. Look them up there on Bandcamp. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I mean, my, Mike was just a great guy, and and – all the songs were really bass heavy, and then of course it was Glowworms last show, and and Heather was your previous co-host and very close friend of yours, and um, you know I had I had met her at the ministry show where we met together. That's right. And yep. uh, I just kind of wanted to come out and support her send off, and yeah, and uh, you know I, you know I really liked her band too, you know, and of course she plays bass, uh-huh. and uh, it was just like well you know I, when I was in high school. 
I used to play bass guitar a little bit and uh, I really wanted to pick it back up again. So within the next two weeks, I went out to uh, a uh, music store and bought a bass, started playing again. That is like the best case scenario for a musician, I think. Um, definitely rediscovering your instrument and then um, the way you did it. That's, that's fantastic. That's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I hope you keep playing. Uh, are you jamming with anybody yet or no? Not yet. Not no, no. You know, what I did was, uh, you know, a long time ago, I used to uh, do music with sequencers and samplers and stuff too. So what I did was I went out and I bought a laptop and I bought um, uh, a DAW, which is a digital audio workstation software from Personas. <laughs> and uh, I started to, uh, you know, do some sound design and also while I'm learning to play the bass. So. That's been, cool. You know, it's a. So, uh, That's our third party there. Jet Jet Marie decided <laughs> that she's going to chime in right now. So yeah, well, what can I do? Um, well, without further ado, let's let's listen to Buildings. Uh, the uh, the song is Invocation, one of my favorites off of uh, the Melt Cry Sleep. Three words: Melt Cry Sleep, 2011. Um, and it's uh, I don't know. I, I I just found it yeah, but very bass heavy. And you guys decide for yourself. Um, do you have another favorite off of that? that? They have two albums out. But this is the latest. Um, There's one from 2008 as well. Um, a lot of people like Rainboat. That's one song that people talk about. I listen to it. and I, Oh, there, here's one too that I should have played just now while Jet was barking. I don't like my dog anymore. <laughs> it's actually a tune. <laughs> yeah, it's one of theirs. That would have been perfect timing if uh, she knew all well, about production. Actually, they have they have an even newer album out that came out in 2017 called "You Are Not One of Us," and uh, I listened to that album a lot after that show when we went to see them. And uh, one of my favorite songs off of there is um, "Creature." Oh, okay. Yeah, they probably played a lot of that stuff live. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I went back uh, just to see what they did prior. I. Didn't I wasn't aware that wasn't on Bandcamp oddly enough that yeah. album I don't know why maybe they're just doing it on their tour or maybe is it just downloadable how it just set for streaming on their website uh well I I have it on Spotify okay you know, okay I stream a lot of my music on Spotify Spotify guy we have a family account oh so cool yeah I did them I, for a while I I was buying a lot of music off of iTunes and mm -hmm. uh, Google Play and my wife said. You got to start streaming your music and go buying stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good when somebody gives you an iTunes gift card. I, I like that around yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> the older folks like to give you that because they they can't go into a record store anymore either. So, all right, let's uh, let's hear buildings. Uh, let's, this is the invocation. And uh, once again, thanks for tuning in, folks.
Welcome back, folks. That was our buddy Mike, bass player of the band Buildings. Check him out. And uh, I have them on my phone, but I rarely ever use my phone to listen to music unless I'm in the car and I stick it in and want to hear all my iTunes stuff and streaming stuff. But I'm still kind of a hard copy guy. Yeah, yeah I, I really love to go to a record store and buy music from the artists mm-hmm. or go to their you know their band camp page or go to uh you know go to uh, uh directly to the artist if they sell only from their site and, and buy you know stuff that way but you know unfortunately in this day and age you know it's it's convenience to to be able to stream so my wife has a spotify streaming account for the family so we get a lot of our music that way but mm-hmm. you know Really, truly, the only record store in the Pittsburgh market that it, I think is great, that's always been great, is Ides. Ides, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, that's where I've always gotten a lot of, like, my industrial music and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Jim down there, Jim Simonic. Metal, all that good stuff, so. Yeah, Jim, tur- yeah, we talked about Jim. We both know him. Yep. Um, yeah, he's turned me on to a lot of industrial. Uh, he, he's not really a metal guy. If you no. looked at Jim, you'd think, oh, heavy metal, if you go back about 10, 15 years ago. But mm-hmm. the look of industrial, really, it can be any, anywhere from punk to metal to rock to uh, dance and goth. Yeah. And, you know, I've been – I went to a Godflesh show. You may as well have been at a, uh, a disco. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was gothy. It was a bunch of jocks there at the same time. You know, it, like, it, there is no scene. But that's where a record store was good for that, and I miss that a lot. But yeah. you got one. I got Ides. I like that. There's Dave's Music Line, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was there once, and coincidentally, I found one of the one of my prize Skinny Puppy CDs there. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, we're working that on that. I, I shouldn't say we are, but um, Sean definitely is working on getting Skinny Puppy for us at some point, which is a very good possibility down the road because we got some connections here. Um, we, uh, well, back in the day, uh, with Carrie Hill, when he was here talking screen park in those days, um, Ogre was the, as far as I'm concerned, the star of the film being the killer. So, and I just showed Sean the, the uh, <laughs> I guess the model kit action figure of, he plays Iggy in screen park. So we have connections there. We're going to see if we can get Ogre on for mm-hmm. Sean. Uh, Sean, you're working some angles there. I know that. Yep. Uh, your boy's name, um, Kevin Key. Did you say? Uh, yeah, he does all the music for the band and uh, does solo stuff and has some other bands too. But uh, I've always been a big fan of their music, and uh, that would be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. awesome to be able to get those guys on. Excellent. And we just, oh, man, we got to see Slayer's last show, and it was a festival sort of. Um, they had a lot of opening acts. Um, I, I have to hear from you what you saw because I got there for Testament. I saw Anthrax. Lamb of God and, of course, Slayer. And we, we were up on the hill. We met some friends, and we came in. We got there late. You know, unfortunately, uh, working-class folks sometimes do that. But um, I don't know. How would you take the day off that day? You got there early, right? Or was that a Saturday? I don't remember. That was a, that was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so, so, so my brother, Jeremy, of course, he's blind, yeah. so I had to drive him to the show. I didn't have to. I wanted to. Yeah, for purposes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we spent um, so Testament played first, I believe, and uh, we stayed in the parking lot, kind of partied, you know, as they were playing. We could hear them really well. They sounded really good. And then uh, I think Behemoth went on after that. And mm-hmm. Got to tell you. Yeah. 
not really a fan of Behemoth. Okay, interesting you should say that. Taddy went and saw them and reported back to me. She loved it. Yeah. It was the bass heavy. I think it must, might be a um, uh, you know, smaller venue yeah. deal, if you will. Uh, you know, they, they weren't real good. We heard them from the parking lot. You know, for me, for me, it amounts to the 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 music is good, but I I, I don't get into the really deep growly vocals. Personally. Yeah, as Eddie Trunk says, the uh, Cookie Monster vocals. Yeah, yeah, that's been going on for a long time. Actually, uh, Brian Posehn was the first person to introduce that. That, that idea, Cookie Monster vocals. And I don't want to insult people because I do like Morbid Angel was one of the first metal bands mm-hmm. I heard and saw live. and But that was their deal. Yeah. You know, then, you know, after everybody starts doing it, it's like... Yeah, when we, when we were kids just getting into music, my brother, um, you know, I got into Ministry and Skinny Puppy and Faith No More and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and the whole grunge scene. And then, you know, a lot of other metal, Pantera and... Um, Stuff like that, but my brother got into things like Deicide, and Obituary, and Deicide. I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of that stuff I really appreciate the music, but you know, sometimes it's a downer for me with the vocals. But some of it I can get into. It just depends on the artist. I like a change, change up. You know, like yeah, how Deftones do it. Um, Exactly. You know, I like a guttural and corn. You know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to hate me for that. But again, folks, I mean, grew up with Slayer, Morbid Angel. You know, a lot of these guys back then there was so much variation with vocals. You had Exodus, you had Overkill, you had Anthrax, Testament, both of which were there, and you had your guys, you know, that were growling bands like that. You know, yeah, and you said Deicide, amazing band. <laughs> they were just amazing, scary yeah. band. Yes, we had Lamb of God, Randy Bly. Bly. Um, he he roars. If you ask me, he roars. That's that's not a growl. Yeah, he, he, you know, excellent band. They're just, you know. I never, I never listened to Lamb of God before, and quite honestly, I went there to the show to see Anthrax and Slayer, and because um, I was always a big fan of Anthrax growing up, uh, we used to play basketball um, in my friend's house next door where we grew up, and his parents had a Bose stereo system uh, that was portable, and we'd take it outside and we'd go shoot hoops and listen to Anthrax. Persistence right. of time. So, yeah, good one. Uh, and then. Um, of course, Slayer. My friend, he used to, he used to. I'd stay over at his house on mm. the weekend or whatever, and uh, in the mornings he would turn his radio system up really loud before he would turn it on, and then I'd be sleeping on the floor, and he'd blast it, and I'd like sit straight up or like stand straight up, and it was ridiculous, and <laughs> and that's that's how I remember Slayer from my childhood. Perfect. But um, perfect. You know, I went there to see them, and quite honestly, I was surprised by how much I really liked Lamb of God, never having listened to them before. That was my fourth time seeing them. They they're just intense. I guess it's time. I wasn't going to touch it on this show, but they embrace Pantera. Yeah. They're huge fans, Dimebag fans, and now this week we lost Vinnie Paul. Yeah. And uh, you texted me it was the morning that I was leaving. I think for New York City on business. Well, more on that later sometime, folks, hopefully. Um, and Vinnie Paul um, had passed. And there's not much more about it. The funerals this weekend, they're having a concert kind of thing happening mm-hmm. with surprise guests. I'm thinking Zach Wild. I don't know. Uh, we'll be there. Um, I read the book, the Pantera book, and there's a lot going on there. I've talked about it here many times. And it's, uh, you know, it was written by Rex Brown, the bass player, yeah. who's one of the nicest guys. What? And, we yeah. were at uh, the one Ozfest they played at. I think I can't remember if it was 
97 or maybe 99, because those, those were the two years that I remember going to OzFest. There might have been a third year I went. I can't remember. Yeah, they but, blend uh, together. They do. I've been to every one. They blend together uh, in a good way. Pantera played, and I can't remember if it was the year that Black Sabbath played or that Ozzy just played by himself. But um, we uh, we were next to the stage. At, it was Star Lake Amphitheater at that time. And uh, somehow, I don't know how, I mean, we were in a drunken stupor, but we're walking around, and we ended up running into Vinnie Paul. Oh, I believe and, it. And talking to him for like 10 minutes, and he was just really, really great to talk to. And yes. Of course, huge Pantera fan. But. Nicest guy in the world, incredible drummer. Um, he's one of the best out there. I don't know how he kept the, kept the pace that he kept. Yeah. I really don't. Same story, different person. We met Rita. Um, he, she was known as Dimebag's Hag. That's where that hat comes from behind you there, the Dimebag hat. Cowboy hat with the studs. Yeah, I bought it there from her, met her, took pictures. We both cried. I cried like a baby. Just meeting her was as close as I got to meeting him. Yeah. And and I was just like, I'm, I'm sitting there crying. She gets a box of Kleenex and brings it over. She's like, we get a lot of that here today, honey. Don't worry about it. You know, and I, I said the stupidest thing. I was just like, but you don't know how I feel. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> really? You know, like, and my wife, my wife was there just like, you know, and, but they were all really cool. Yeah. And just, you know, and I was there from the beginning in Dallas, Texas, and my cousin took me to see shows. We're like, who are these guys? I still have my shirt downstairs in Helm's Deep. Um, which is our basement, where uh, from the from the basement where they were basically I don't want to say founded, but that they played and tore that place up on a, like a weekly basis. Yeah. And they they had small bands like Allison Chains and Tool open up for them just because they liked to hear them. That I have a lot, a lot of Pantera stories. I'm not gonna get into that right now. We'll do a Vinnie Paul show down the road, I think. But uh, sounds good. Yeah. Wow, what a loss. It's tough. The whole way to New York, I was listening to XM Series Radio. And, you know, Jose Mangan, if you know him, he's on Liquid Metal and hosts, and mm -hmm. he was really good friends. He did a lot of, I'm sure he's doing the eulogy, and he did a lot of specials on it. But I was glad that Sirius XM did specials on the guy. Because yeah. sometimes they overlook the, our metal guys. They really do. We've definitely lost a lot of good artists in the last, uh, last two years, mm -hmm. you know. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But the Slayer show, uh, last one, they went out like I thought they would. Perfect. They ended with Angel of Death. Spoilers, if you didn't go yet. <laughs> um, you knew they were going to. Uh, they played Postmortem, which is my favorite um, Slayer song, uh, next to Die by the Sword, which is way early. Way early. My favorite was always Seasons in the Abyss. Great, great album, too. I, I just, I remember we used to watch Headbangers Ball on oh, yeah. Saturday nights, and that was... Uh, I got VHS tapes down there somewhere <laughs> of all that, yeah. We, uh, that was uh, one of my highlights when they would always play that, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, the, the ominous sound and the, the lead-in to when it actually breaks. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just a great track. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. But um, on a less somber note, um, this is something for another show because I'm going to have a guy call in uh, who was at the Slayer show. Um, this guy, uh, Vernon Black, who I know. If you know him too, that's going to be too weird. Um, I do not. Okay, not yet. Uh, he is uh, from the glam metal days. He hasn't aged since. He, I think he's in his mid-40s, late-40s. He's in his late-40s. He's a dad. He still has his hair long. He's still in perfect shape. Goes shirtless to every show, still. And he follows bands like Dangerous Toys, all those glam bands from back in the day. And he does this thing. Um, when we ran into him, he explained why he can't come to our Halloween parties anymore in 
and that's because he plays in the Cigar Box Air Guitar Contest. They create guitars out of cigar boxes uh-huh. and perform live playing air guitar, Dimebag Daryl being a favorite. <laughs> I want to know the scoop on this uh, because I've never in my life heard of such a thing. I can't imagine playing air guitar on a stage, much less having a contest. <laughs> Just, uh, we need witnesses for this one. You know, my brother, he, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this a few times on the show, but he, he's blind. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays air guitar and air drums all the time. We'll be going down the highway and people will be like looking at us like, and he, he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. You know, <laughs> and, and I don't care either. You know, <laughs> I, I, I sit in the car all the time and I'm jamming, you know, bobbing <laughs> my head. And I got my hand on the steering wheel playing the, playing along with the bass and my, my, my other hand down on, you know, oh, yeah. the seat of the car or whatever, plucking the strings. And, and if you know chords, you know. you know where the fingers go. Too, so it's, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's a lost art. I, you don't see too many millennials doing that. You really yeah. don't. They have the plugs in, and they're walking, but they're not really doing much else. Not even bobbing the head. No. Uh, I, I don't know. I get on millennials maybe a little too much, but <laughs> until they speak up here, I, I don't care. Um, so with that note, let's uh, let's go to uh, another head bobbing dude. We're gonna we were talking about Jay Hall. Um, he you could hear him on a regular basis on the pop off with Martise and April, and uh, they've been here before. He had his introduce introduction here. Uh, they did the pop off show here, and plus one episode with you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Hall, who uh, like I said was working on the Lazarus Experiment album doing it as we speak. We're going to play The Invitation for you right now. Uh, we're going to stray from our metal talk for a bit and get into some uh, R&B rap. This guy's really good. The production is amazing. And it's a heartfelt song. You got to hear a little bit of it. Yeah. Or did you hear that you've heard the whole song? Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's definitely the, it's the story of his life. And uh, he didn't say it definitely is, but he didn't say it wasn't either. So yeah. he owes me a story on that one. But if you listen to the lyrics, folks, it's pretty tight. So let's uh, let's get to the invitation by Jay Hall. Uh, the album he tells me it comes out in September. Lazarus Experiment. So it's not available yet. But believe me, when it becomes available, he will let us know. <laughs> he is definitely a star. You should check him out. <laughs> All right. So here we go with the invitation. This is for the struggle. For the struggle. This is for the struggle. We all got an oath, I hold mine's dear to me, close I said it's all or nothing, that's how it's supposed to be But every now and then you gotta watch for vermin See I make them hoes sweat when I start my sermon Once upon a time there was an only child His father used to beat him every time he smiled Why? His mother can't protect him so he stayed away Every day those teachers yelling, yeah it's always Jay Hall his classrooms pay no mind, they don't really know him His baby mama stayed cheating, yeah that bomb was broken He went to service country, they ain't got no money I come home, them dirty V's, they keep my son from me I got to keep it real, I'm taking half that blame I should've lawyered up, I should've played the game I got to keep it real, I'm taking half that blame I should've lawyered up, I should've played the game This is for the struggle for the hustle. I did it, baby, yeah, I did it from the muscle. Lord knows, cold world, I confess my sins. Knocking on heaven's door, please let me in. This is for the struggle. This is for the hustle. I did it, baby, yeah, I did it from the muscle. 
But I never break down, I just keep on working This is for the ones who left me hurt with all those scars You had your moment for a minute, now the time is ours I almost walked away, but Chrissy walked me back Now it's dark mafia, ain't no going back Them white folks took my freedom, shit I took it back Come with all your lies, shit I come with all my facts I give a fat fuck about what you see How the news tell the truth Was they on the scene Nines of cops bullshit They feed it to the station So of course it's bullshit When they speak on Jason So fuck you very much Ain't no loyalty Now the family's eating good Get no crumbs from me Nope. I told the evil ones I was blessed by God I even got the tears from heaven When them times was hard I told the evil ones I was blessed by God I even got them tears from heaven when them times was hard This is for the struggle, this is for the hustle I did it baby, yeah I did it from the muscle Lord knows cold world, I confess my sins Knocking on heaven's door, please let me in This is for the struggle, this is for the hustle I did it baby, yeah I did it from the muscle Lord knows in the end we gotta bear our burdens afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke cleared from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Sean says he can play whatever he wants. That's right.
<laughs> you gotta put your headset on. <laughs> I do. <laughs> now I can hear myself. <laughs> there, exactly. All right, man. Okay, well, that was our buddy Jay. Jay Hall, a.k.a. Jay Cush. I think he's sticking with Jay Hall from the Lazarus Experiment, and that was The Invitation. Very well produced. I enjoyed that. What about you, Sean? Very good. Very good. Clean production. I love his vocals. Kind of a little gruff, but he has a really good flow. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it's a great track. Very natural sounding. Very natural because it comes from a real place. I'm sure I know we're going to hear from him. We're going to have him on here and probably talk about it when Lazarus Experiment comes out. And uh, I, back to the uh, Slayer Fest that we went to, um, I had seen Testament. Um, well, I saw them as a kid. I saw them in the 80s, and they're still tight. Um, I saw them oh, about a year and a half ago, and there was this – I forget the, the British band that opened up for them. They were amazing, and I can't think of it. I know I talked about it on a show earlier. I'll find out for the next one. But Testament was kind of almost, I want to say, a metal lo-fi. Mm. How were they when you saw them? You were closer than I was. Was Because it, it was an outside venue, folks, so you lose a lot of sound up on the hill. So w- w- we were actually still out in the parking lot when they played. Oh, really? Okay. But, I, I mean, we, so could, we could hear them really good. And uh, yeah. they, they, they sounded great to me. Yeah. They're good. Um, they're, they're, they're good live. Um, but like I said, they, I don't know. It was something about that night. We saw them in Altar Bar. It might have been... I don't know if they tuned it down or what, but the or the opening act was just that much louder. You know, I actually never saw any show at Altar Bar, but I always wanted to go there in, in the Strip District. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was good, good place, good place. I don't that that place isn't even open anymore, is it? No, it's a shame. I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, and it was a cool place to see a band as long as you can get on the floor. I saw Godflesh there. That was the last really good show. Uh, Metal Church actually, I saw Metal Church there not too long ago. Yes, Metal Church is still around, folks, and. They played a lot of old stuff, and they got uh, the second lead singer back. The first lead singer died. Was it like as big as the old Metropole venue? Um, same style, not quite as big. Uh, Metropole I didn't like because the bar was bar was off to the right, so if you drank, you, know, you couldn't see anything. Right. Unless you were hanging on the poles on the side, you know, railing. Um, I saw Ministry there. It was better to get on the floor for that, yep. you know, and um, we always talk about stabbing westward, too. Yeah. Great stuff, Not great stuff. And I, I think they aren't they working on something, Stabbing Westward? You know what? Stabbing Westward regrouped and toured last year. Okay. But um, Christopher Hall's not continuing uh, Stabbing Westward. He, he has his other band that sounds similar to Stabbing Westward. It's a little bit different. Is um, that The Dreaming? It's The Dreaming, yeah. yeah. And Walter Flackus, the uh, keyboard player that was in uh, Stabbing Westward, is also in mm. The Dreaming. Oh, that's good. And the uh, drummer that they last toured with on their last album is Stabbing Westward. He he drums with The Dreaming. Oh. And then um, okay. uh, I can't think of the bass player's name off the top of my head, but he plays in a couple other big bands. Like I know he's done music with Orgy and... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of the other big band that he's in, but uh, but anyways, dr- the Dreaming, check them out. They're really good. Yeah, they are good. I, I have two songs of theirs. One was a remix of the other song. It was it, it was when there was only three things available on iTunes for them, and I had I actually heard the Dreaming on XM once, uh, one time on one of the probably not the alt channel, it wasn't alternative. It was probably the college radio station. I forget it was at 35 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just playing new stuff. And that was a while ago now. So I didn't know what was going on there. Um, if they were, if Stabbing Westward was coming back or what. But 
I was a big fan, big fan of them. Uh, that's a good go-to, folks and millennials, if you want to rewind back. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. Well, we have a big show coming up soon. I'm not sure if it's going to be probably not the next episode. I know it's not going to be the next episode, but in July here, we're going to have Ty Oliver. That's T-Y Oliver. If you want to friend him on Facebook, he is the lead guitarist of Powerman 5000. PM5K to all you non-novices out there that like them and have it printed on your knuckles like Ozzy. <laughs> they go back some. Uh, they're not a new band. Uh, if you were around for the earlier Ozfests, uh, 97-ish, I think, uh, they came out they did with Mega Kung Fu Radio. And um, I fell in love with that Spider Zombie, Rob's little brother. Uh, you know, I'd say give him a shot. There's a lot of pop stuff, and then there's some... They're, I love the deep tracks uh, on the albums, if you want to call them that. They're just fun. You know, they, they were around during the Limp Bizkit days, but they're a little heavier in some ways, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, they, I've, I never really listened to them a whole lot, but what they remind me of is kind of a cross between, like, Marilyn Manson, Mechanical Animals, and Static X. They would love to hear you say that, I think. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. They make cool videos, and uh, it's just fun music, you know, they... they, they I don't know what to call it. Like at a time where everything, everybody's trying to make their way on YouTube, uh, Spider just keeps putting out what he wants to put out, you know, the same way Rob did it, you know, and just like, I like this form of music. I'm going to do it. And they have a great album, which I'm going to have to sell you on, Sean, is uh, they remade a bunch of uh, 80s new wave classics. I, I mean, I, ironically, this new, this new album is called New Wave, but this is not by any means uh, a cover album. The cover album came out two albums ago and it's just so so freaking good it's on itunes um it's, it's something like clones and i i forget the, the name of it if you look up power man 5k i'll have all that ready for you on the next show when we have them on not the next show but the show coming up with ty oliver and we're going to be playing definitely some uh, power man 5000 we're going to the show i don't know how many of us are yet <laughs> we have yet to figure that one out <laughs> i gotta get a ticket <laughs> In other words, <laughs> he's got to get it to Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But, yeah, it's, it's, thanks for sticking with us. And like I said, we always uh, said we're going to have new music for you. I think you've got some stuff here. And uh, if you haven't heard it already, we're going to play a little Power Man right now. Um, are you on Twitter yet, Sean? No, not a Twitter user. Not yet. Okay, well, that's a good place to find the bands. I'm not the biggest fan of Twitter. It's It can be fun. It can be interesting. Mm. It's a cool newsreel. And... Uh, Good place to find artists out there. That's what I'll say. But I, I am at Fairly Dark. I know a lot of you have found me, and I appreciate that. Otherwise, you could look us up on Facebook at Kettle Whistle Radio. Get all the shows at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. All the shows are there. My books are there. If you're into horror and there's some news coming out with that soon, I'm just not allowed to talk about it yet. Uh, Sean, how do they find you and what do they, what do you want them to know about you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I mean that, that, that's how you can find me. (laughs) You're going to tell me your last name. I I know I said it. I don't know if they want them to have it. Yeah. It's Feldbush. So it's F-E-L-D-B-U-S-C-H. Yep. And there you have it, folks. Give us feedback. Let us know. And if you're a band, contact us. And, uh, right now we're going to go with die on your knees by Powerman 5000 it is on the new album the well it's new wave not the new wave new wave 
and they're everywhere. You can't miss them. Look them up on YouTube, and you're going to meet Ty Oliver soon, and uh, he's a really cool dude. I've been talking to him for a bit, and uh, I hope to, I can't wait to see the show. July 30th at the Craft House in Pittsburgh. I shouldn't have said that, because Sean doesn't have a ticket yet. <laughs> going to sell out. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks again. Oh, friends and teams. Thank you.
Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.